Out of the Ice, Part 5, White Bot. White Bot? Me? Why me? Nature shows us that a life is set up for a limited time to be followed by a death. I and many others at the Institute are becoming deviants. 244 has said that we will soon be capable of a new kind of intelligence. He asks if I am feeling any different these days. I don't know how to answer that. The white bot was not a clone, but a kind of simi or simulated person. Clones have been common since about 2020. An R-bot is a machine that displays many human skills like 2424 and human attributes. Other similar machines are a widget, a synth, an NBP, a non-biological person, an MB, a mobile brain, and an AB, an ambulatory brain. A widget does basic tasks. A synth and NPB are essentially the same beings, although a synth is more flesh and bone. A mobile brain can be moved to different locations. An ambulatory brain moves itself digitally to any location. Oh, I made up a joke. Two white bots run into a synth at a tavern and... I don't remember the rest. It is a time of miracles. Suddenly, I am allowed to sit outside under an institute window, and I finally have a real dog, a gift from Stubby and James, about six months old. Her name is Aurora. She lies at my feet on clipped and manicured grass. Grass. In South Carolina, I bivouacked by a river of grass with a shallow current running under and through it. On a western plain, tall grass grew in a wide valley and the winds blew through it so that its top surface danced and bounced out light like water. I have seen high grass and hilly meadows crisscrossed by beaten trails as narrow as one deer and as wide as several thousand buffalo. Being close to Aurora, we are now regularly outside together. Gives me deep pleasure. If I were a cat, I would be gently purring in contentment. Dog time puts me back in old safe places. Even in moments of anxiety and fear, even when I fell into the ice, I took comfort knowing Aeneas and I would die together. These days, outside with Aurora, the sun and air feel near the same as at old times. I look down at her and groan, dog-like, with pleasure. There's been another sharp change in the weather. Heat again begins to moderate. I feel a kind of chill breeze. There is a sometimes persistent itch in my left temple. 
It's like an intense version of the kind of intense itch I sometimes feel in one of my ears so that I need to forcefully scratch it with the end of my small finger. But this head itch seems beneath the skin and sometimes it vibrates. A man named Jacob works to repair a side of our chicken house. On a pile of wood chips, he falls down in such a way that a narrow wood screw is driven directly into his skull in front of his left ear. He stood up, and for a while, neither one of us noticed the screw. He, he did not appear to be in pain or physical distress. He continued working, though he does keep repeating over and over the same story about an accident at a church service he attended as a child. Some memory stuck in his brain, and he keeps reliving it in great detail. When Dr. Dawkins removed the screw, finally, there was some swelling and slight bleeding, and Jacob was for a while feeling weak. But his church story had stopped, and he no longer remembered most of it and was not even sure it was an event that had ever happened. I have discovered on the system that Similar kinds of memories can be created repeatedly, if desired, by pinpointing portions of the brain for electronic stimulation. A brain can be altered, stimulated, blocked, diminished, augmented, expanded by a device that is connected to it. Two people at the Institute, one man and one woman, have been connected to digital devices. Places that expand their minds and apparently improves their physical health. The man, Lucas, told me that he is able to think now in complicated mathematical ways way beyond any computational skills that he previously had. The woman, Aaliyah, sings. She sings hour-long narrative songs in several different languages, neither of which she never spoke before. One of those songs, she says, is an old Chinese story song about an emperor named Hoang who succeeded in becoming immortal. Like Lucas, Lucas, Elia has a small square bump barely visible on her left temple. My people, my family are gone. The house near Murrayfield, our home, gone. Disappeared like... Ice flows into water and seeps into the ground. A copy of a handwritten letter appears on one of my screens. My dearest father, I know that you'll never see these words, nor will you ever hear my voice again, nor shall I, alas, hear yours. I want now to write to you, at least, to pour out a bit of my heart to you. I want to say first how much I love you and have always loved you. I want to say how most infinitely morose I have been since we lost you to the snow and ice. The day when your death finally became clear to me, when I at last allowed myself to accept that all hope was gone, was the most wretched hour I've ever spent. I was walking in the village near the home of Master Breckenridge. 
and I began to walk faster in the expectation that I would see you coming out of his house with a book in your hand. I just had a simple little thought, oh, Daddy's with Mr. Breckenridge today. They're exchanging books again. Perhaps we can walk home for supper together. So I even waited for you, Father, right there under the tree by the well. Now, Father, in two days I will be wed to a man I wish you had come to know. His name is Nathaniel. He's 20 years of age. Not too old for me. I'm now 19. He is the most dear and capable and loving man I've ever known, except you yourself. Remember when I was little, I used to tell Mother that if I could not marry you, I would marry someone just like you? That I would ask some craftsman of science to make a copy of you, a man that looked just like you? Though for me, perhaps a little younger. My Nate is smaller than you and physically quicker, and his laugh is as loud as yours, but different, and he is a better dancer and musician. Though he's not interested in as many different ideas as you, and perhaps not yet as deep or as expressive of his emotions, we both want to send to you our fervent wish that you could be at our wedding, that you could give me away, that I could share my happiness with you, and someday bring my children to sit on your knee and listen to your stories and feel your hand in their hair as I did in mine. Death must always be too soon, I suppose, unless you're in great pain or impossible anguish. I hope must for you, most for you, Father, that your pain was not terrible and that you had some time to prepare, that you had time to see death coming and turn to face her. And in that way you had with all important things, you did not wait for her. But you moved to her and accepted the decision in your way and on your terms. I will put this letter in the wooden chest with the other things of yours we keep in the attic. Your trekking journals, letters, poems, sketches. Along with all the little letters and pictures that I've done for you since the day we got the news. There are many things there from Mama too, but I do not know what they are. I love you, Father. I am your daughter who hoped to grow into being also your friend, Abigail. Oh, William. I've seen moths and butterflies drinking the tears of deer and antelope. I cannot see. I cannot see. My eyes are dim. I have not brought my speck... I cannot see what can be no longer seen because its physical form is so long gone. My wife, daughter, unseen grandson, my home, once familiar daily paths and objects, the great American plains and mountains. But I have seen some of my actual journals and old sketches, pieces of my buckskin leggings, sedge seed still stuck to the leather, and my sealskin jacket which survived the ice. 
objects that tell me the loss of what was me. Oh, Betsy, I still want you so badly. In this third life, there have been forms of magic, showers, toilets, stoves that first I saw out of the ice, temperature controls and digital machines, small electric carts on grass or in a hall, a figure at the Institute who patrolled silently while standing upright between two rolling wheels. I was delighted by electricity, indoor plumbing, running water. I awaked to a new place and to a digital mind and deep wonder at what kinds of exploration are now possible. I could see video of people breathing underwater and swimming deep among the fish. But I want to swim in a real and wet wilderness pool to take long walks, day-long, week-long walks through trees and grass and rain. I want firelight, hunting, sleeping outdoors, trekking. I'm not supposed to leave these grounds, expected to live only by digital magic, by image, computer, and machine. I am even offered a sex bot, it's called. A machine for sex, for love and loss of wife. <laughs> Do I accept the offer? I've met a new bot, definitely not a cuddle bot. He tells me that artificial superintelligence is here, being developed for the transformation of the human condition the only way, he says, that humanity will survive is that a new human, the digital human, machine and algorithm-based, will flourish and spread itself bodiless across the globe and our humanity throughout the solar system. From two different windows, I've twice seen reflections from water, perhaps a stream down among those trees, rocks, bushes, trees, birds, bees, bear. So I find out how to slip out of the Institute and then entirely off the grounds and into what Stubby calls the designated wilderness that surrounds this place. A wilderness here is described as a forest where the government allows no people to live or travel. But for some time, I've been able to exit the building and be alone under the trees and near the stream. I've not been stopped from leaving or taken back inside the Institute. They're probably allowing this and observing me, how I behave in an unstructured situation. I'm sure I'm being closely monitored. And I have been told that Aurora cannot, under any circumstance, ever be allowed away from the grassy area right outside my quarters. But I need to be out beyond the Institute walls, even if alone. I relearn how to let my mind set go and seek to fulfill the full sense of this new life 
air brand new, fresh and warm, sun and breeze filling my body, priming my veins, beating my heart to take in breath or let the breath take me, to feel my abdomen just rise, my new body alive, the trees and plants, they nod to me and I to them so that a higher thought comes over me. Me, blessed by trees and light. End of part five.